Welcome to Stories of Abdul Baha, a podcast created in the year of the 100th anniversary of the ascension of Abdul Baha. In this podcast, stories on the life of Abdul Baha are shared in the hopes of generating profound reflections. In today's episode, we will hear stories from vignettes from the life of Abdu'l-Bahá. Chapter 1. His Pure Heart Today, the most pressing of all tasks is the purification of character, the reforming of morals, the rectification of conduct. The pure heart is one that is entirely cut away from self. To be selfless is to be pure. Abdul Baha. took an early pilgrimage to the prison city. She heard that the food man eats is of no importance as its effect endures but a short time. But the food of the spirit is life to the soul and its effects endure internally. She heard Abdu'l-Bahá tell the touching story of the hermit. Baha'u'lláh was traveling from one place to another with his followers and he passed through a lonely country where at some little distance from the highway, a hermit lived alone in a cave. He was a holy man, and having heard that our Lord, Baha'u'llah, would pass that way, he watched eagerly for his approach. When the manifestation arrived at that spot, the hermit knelt down and kissed the dust before his feet, and said to him, O my Lord, I am a poor man living alone in a cave nearby but henceforth I shall account myself the happiest of mortals if thou wilt but come for a moment to my cave and bless it by thy presence. Then Baha'u'llah told the man that he would come, not for a moment, but for three days, and he bade his followers cast their tents and await his return. The poor man was so overcome with joy and gratitude that he was speechless, and led the way in humble silence to his lowly dwelling in a rock. There the Glorious One sat with him, talking to him and teaching him, and toward evening the man bethought himself that he had nothing to offer his great guest but some dry meat and some dark bread and water from a spring nearby. Not knowing what to do, he threw himself at the feet of his Lord and confessed his dilemma. Baha'u'llah comforted him and by a word bade him fetch the meat and bread and water. Then the Lord of the universe partook of this frugal repast with joy and fragrance as though it had been a banquet. And during the three days of his visit they ate only of this food which seemed to the poor hermit the most delicious he had ever eaten. 
Baha'u'llah declared that he had never been more nobly entertained, nor received greater hospitality and love. This, exclaimed the Master, when he had finished the story, shows us how little man requires when he is nourished by the sweetest of all foods, the love of God. Abdu'l-Baha's family was taught to dress in such a way that they would be an example to the rich and an encouragement to the poor. Available money was stretched to cover far more than the master's family needs. One of his daughters wore no bridal gown when she married. A clean dress sufficed. The master was queried why he had not provided bridal clothes. With candor, he replied simply, My daughter is warmly clad and has all that she needs for her comfort. The poor have not. What my daughter does not need, I will give to the poor rather than to her. husband of Amelia Collins, a devoted American Baha'i, was a very sociable man. He could take part in any discussion with perfect freedom and ease. But once, before entering the master's home, he was so excited that he arranged his tie just right, smoothed his clothes, and repeatedly asked his wife what he should do when they arrived there. She told him, nothing. In the family of Abdu'l-Baha, simplicity reigns, and nothing but love is ever accepted. Abdu'l-Baha had such an easy way of leading into a meaningful conversation. He would begin with some simple reference to a natural thing, the weather, food, a stone, tree, water, the prison, a garden or a bird, our coming, or some little act of service, and this space would be woven into a parable and teaching of wisdom and simplicity, showing the oneness of all spiritual truth and adapting it always to the life, both of the individual and of mankind. All of his words are directed toward helping men to live. Unless questions of metaphysics, dogmas, and doctrines be introduced, he seldom mentions them. He speaks easily, clearly, in brief phrases, each of which is a gem.
Ten Railur, Orso Panalo Hogal, Colon la Podium la Colon la Ambe Hogemo.